from the Mercy One Studio. Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Deacon Randy Keel, a mental health counselor and founder of Cardia Counseling in Clive, to talk about making the most of this socially distanced holiday season. But before we get to today's interview, let's find out what's on the Bishop's mind. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. This time of year, there's a cornucopia of things going on, really. Yes. There really is. I mean, mm-hmm. so many uh, marvelous opportunities to engage. Obviously, we're uh, being prudent and, and restrained in terms of sometimes our physical gatherings. But the virtual uh, technology with Zoom, mm-hmm. obviously, though it gets a little bit anesthetizing <laughs> once in a while, really enables us to connect. For instance, last night with our Theology on Tap right. young adult mm-hmm. uh, community and a great uh, time there with uh, there some conversation, kind of kind of heavy lifting a little bit. We talked about authority, power, and a new ki- better kind of politics, mm-hmm. kind of in the wake of the election, but in the spirit of Pope Francis's Fratelli Tutti, mm-hmm. his encyclical on uh, fraternity and social friendship, and so kind of using that spirit of politics that he was holding out to us, he had some ways. He says, you know, politics is more something more noble than posturing, marketing, and media spin, which sow nothing but division, conflict, and oblique cynicism incapable of mobilizing people to pursue a common goal. And so he kind of calls us back to, for a renewed appreciation of politics as a lofty vocation and one of the highest forms of charity in as much as it seeks the common good. So we talked kind of about the power play and authority and all mm-hmm. that was going on and uh, some great conversation, uh, some of our young people in different walks of life life, attorneys, other things, too. So that was uh, very marvelous. Uh, had the uh, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops uh, national meeting. Again, that was also on mm-hmm. Zoom. So those were some extended sessions. We're mm-hmm. 330 of the country's bishops this week. Uh, certainly pr- appreciative that Bishop James Connolly from Lincoln is now back in his, uh, in his seat as shepherd. That is good. Uh, he uh, had taken a, a year away and mm-hmm. uh, very transparent with all his people, with all the bishops, about dealing with the mental illness and uh, the depression and some other things that mm-hmm. were going on. And so I think it's just, you know, he was already a, a wonderful shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I think even more now, his, uh, his ability to be vulnerable uh, with us, his humanity, I think he's, God's uh, grace will pour forth from him and radiate. And I think, you know, his compassion for others uh, and, you know, experiencing the Lord's uh, tender mm-hmm. love for him. So uh, thanks also to Archbishop George Lucas for being administrator of the diocese. Of, mm-hmm. of Lincoln during Bishop Connolly's absence. Uh, a lot was going on with that time uh, in the bishops. They did renew the ad hoc committee against racism. That's been a three-year standing thing. And uh, I think where we are as a country, it's a kind of a mm-hmm. no-brainer to think that we sure. need to continue to focus upon this. And this mm-hmm. is one of the strategic priorities that we don't just simply say, well, you know, the summer, uh, the cauldron of so much that happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think now maybe uh, as after the election, whatever our feelings about the results, that could be one of the areas where people of goodwill and certainly Christians come together Mm -hmm. and be in the forefront, and um, perhaps we'll see that as a focus even in the Diocese of Des Moines. Uh, There'll be touch points where, well, automatically agreeing, I think, with the Mm -hmm. uh, new regime and some points where there's obviously going to be some real flashpoints. And so Mm -hmm. how to to challenge our leaders to to seek uh, the defense of all human life, Mm -hmm. uh, human rights uh, across the spectrum. And uh, and so I think, you know, that'll be a a matter of prudence. Then also dropped the previous week was the uh, McCarrick Report, the report Mm -hmm. on Theodore McCarrick. Uh, Holy Father is to be commended for... 
uh, being very transparent. Uh, we were told at the ad limina visit that he might uh, uh, distribute a redacted report, but uh, the whole 462 pages of this very sordid and sorry uh, uh affair, if I can use that word, mm-hmm. but uh, over decades, the kind of rise of a really uh, fallen figure, uh, someone who uh, was really, uh, you know, he did much good for the church. Let's not uh, deny that mm-hmm. in terms of ability to, to foster peace in the Middle East, uh, bring harmony. But uh, there was someone who, as he said, his greatest goal, I think, in quoting his own words, were to remain relevant. And so what kind of uh, capitulation was there? What kind of a bending, if you will, mm-hmm. toward political or other parties uh, so that the focus would be on Theodore McCarrick. And mm-hmm. so thankfully in the uh, in the uh, 19, uh, 2017, the victims of uh, his sexual abuse came forward. And so mm-hmm. we're running out of time here in this segment, but that's something we'll probably come back to in the weeks ahead. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to visit with Deacon Randy Keel. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Welcome back. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Deacon Randy Keel, a mental health counselor and founder of Cardia Counseling in Clive, to give us tips and advice for making the most of this socially distanced holiday season. Deacon Randy, thank you for making time for us, as especially imagine you're in demand, uh, people seeking you out and your professional services as both a, a professional uh, psychologist counselor and a, a man of great faith, too, and a deacon of the church. And and before anything, I say uh, I do owe you a reply to a message you sent me <laughs> over a month ago, uh, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. So, so even this is a gesture of mercy on your part that you would spend some time with us this morning, so... Thank you. You know, knowing that I'm at least backlogged gives me comfort. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really showing you a lot of respect as a brother in Christ. Yeah, you're in the queue. You're in the queue. (laughs) There we go. Hey, great to be with you guys this morning because, you know, mental health goes right along with spiritual health also, and it's one of my passions of life and and part of the work of the gospel. So great to be here to, to join in this conversation with you. Yeah, and and you're always such a, a kind of a downer, you know, in terms of your attitude. You kind of suck the air out. Of the <laughs> no, you're an irrepressible man of joy and hope, and uh, must be a great blessing as you work with people as well. But it's been a tough year for everybody. And uh, it sure have, has. You, have you seen uh, more people reaching out to you? Uh, we certainly know with our Catholic charities and the demand for teletherapies and everything else. So just to kind of, what's the lay of the land right now? Yeah. Um, 
more people reaching out, you know, I'll, I'll give a little trajectory here of what I follow with people is that, you know, anything that's chronic in nature has a tendency to wear us down versus build us up. We don't use the word chronic when it comes to joy. We use the word chronic when something feels oppressive on us. So we are truly in a chronic stress from the COVID disease and what issues from it. But watch this trajectory. So stress leads to duress, and duress can lead to distress, which then causes desperation. It's quite often at the point of desperation that I receive the phone call. Wow. Then I, my, my work then is to back them up to the original stress. If the original stress is COVID, for example, or maybe it's marital, or maybe it's familial, or maybe it's their depression, we see how they all relate together. So we don't have to hang out in those lower quadrants called distress or desperation. This isn't a time that warrants that. But I'm going to address one factor that can be a really good tool to help us pull back up to the basics of stress. When we talk about, for example, social isolation, do you hear that that term causes increased duress for us? Mm -hmm. Social isolation triggers for the brain solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. But actually what we have is the request for social distancing. Mm-hmm. Social distancing still opens the door for community. That's a, that's a really good thing to reflect on for us. Thus, therefore, we still get to have our mass gatherings in communion with one another with some social distance, but isolation triggers the parts of the brain that say, I'm in solitary confinement, and that stirs inside the inability for people to cope. But that's not what our reality is actually asking of us. So, Isn't that so, good news? Yes, amen. Uh, words matter, then, you're saying, and how we name things the words really, and how you do. try to kind of untangle the threads that people, that uh, the kind of naughtiness, you know, we think of Pope Francis speaking, uh, you know, Our Lady of Knots and you know, interceding with Mary, but how you untangle those with people going back to the original triggers that uh, maybe kind of uh, moderate and diffuse some of these things. But they don't make it go away either, right? I mean, in naming they it, they that don't make, make it go, go away. away. And so here's another way that we can work on the words that we use. Let's be very careful not to use um, powerful, anxious statements such as, it will never go away. It will never be the same. It's over. Life as we knew it was gone. Those are very powerful, anxious statements that once again trigger duress and distress for us. When Let's go back to what's happening here. We are in a chronic form of stress that will have con- continual movement, and we will, we will find our way through this because our faith is in the providential nature of God himself. With him, if we look back on our history to see the will of God unfold through history, just as we read the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see the will of God unfold, we look back on our history and say, wow, with Christ... I have gotten through everything. We can do this. What a powerful statement to give to someone who's in distress, to look at them and sometimes even quietly whisper, as I had an experience last week with the poor person in front of me, and I just gently whispered, we can do this. 
we will get through this. Mm. And she said, are you sure? And I said, I am sure. Oh, and the, and the exasperation came out in a deep sigh, and she felt released. We can be that to one another. I picture sometimes Christ just saying, gently, come here. Just come here. <laughs> and it was gentle, right? <laughs> yeah. the, the quiet whisper, That's not the, uh, you know, quiet the, whisper. Not the roaring wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We, we don't need, we don't need, the COVID has created through pandemic, and Kelly, I mentioned this with you, and I'll bring this up. We want to accept that we have a pandemic. Pan means all. If we go back to the Greek, and you know, I'm kind of that word thing inside of me. And the demic actually comes from, <clears throat> so it means all peoples. But if we turn it into pandemonium, the demonium actually means all corruption unto evil spirits, all evil. We don't need pandemonium. We need to, we need to walk as people who are aspiring still to walk as Christ walked. And in the hardest of corrupted times, walking as Christ walked, that affects our mental health, that affects our assuredness of our spiritual life, and it keeps us in community with the body of Christ. And, and in transforming that felt isolation or loneliness into sometimes aloneness, you know, on a physical level, yes. but, but yes. a communion that's there. And so, you know, I think, you know, even Father Tim Fitzgerald's comment that it's physical distancing. It's not t ultimately for persons of faith or people who believe that there's a bond among us. It's not social distancing in that spiritual sense, that communion that's there. Uh, I really liked how you talked about, you know, you offered your hope to someone else, to the person that you were working with. You know, and we have to hitch our hope to somebody else once in a while. I mean, we can be the, the kind of anchor for somebody else, but then we're, there are times where each of us are kind of riding the waves of this. And, uh, yeah. and so we, know, we need to know who, who we can cling to. And, you know, that hopefully then there's a, a matrix of where we do this for, for one another. And uh, mm -hmm. sometimes it's, uh, it's just uh, providential that we can do that. But we have to be willing to be transparent with people, too, and say where we really are at any given moment. We can't just put on the, you know, the stolid, you know, face that oh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm riding this out, you know, because I think right. that's where that's where we're brittle and vulnerable inside. You aren't know? we aren't aren't we much more drawn to a person of humility versus a person of bootstrappiness? I can do this on my own. We're we're much more drawn, and when we're drawn to another, we're far more secure. When we are bootstrappy, we're actually insecure. Because it's far more insecure to be who we are not, but it's vulnerable to be who we truly are. And who we truly are is communal. God created us to be relational beings, not bootstrappy, stoic creatures. I, I mean, I, I'll have to keep a count of how many times I say amen to things that you say. <laughs> you know, I want to you know, get a witness for you here. But, uh, um, you know, I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that, that sense here and, and, and the triggers, you know. I mean, you may have people who are right on the brink, though, and kind of like the, 
the Gerasene, you know, they're ready to plunge off the off the cliff yeah. in that way. Uh, do you look to people beyond yourself to help you at those moments or for interventions at those moments? Or do you feel that primarily the, that the trust that someone's extended to you, that you have to kind of reverence that and, and not bring other people mm-hmm. into the mix? Or how, what's your, and maybe there's no one size fits all, but just what would be your ta- ordinary way of I, responding? One of One of my common questions to people is, who else is in your picture? Whether I'm calling people through the parish on the telephone to say, hey, I'm just reaching into your home. How can I pray for your folks? I'm not sure if we've ever met, but I'm coming into your picture. How can I help you? How can I pray for you? Or it's in my office. I'll say, who else is in your picture besides me? And that's a lovely question that we give to people because it opens our mind and says, they say, well, I have nobody. I say, well, I noticed that you get your hair done or you get your hair cut every What's your relationship with your, with your hair cutter like? What's your relationship with the butcher at the grocery store? Who's, oh, yeah, you know, I do, I do always go to the same hair cutter. We have a good car. Okay, that's a person in your Let's look at who is in your life. I'd like to also mention the things that I encourage people in this time of phenomenon, in this time of stress, the things not to do to make them worse. And these are pretty universal for us to pay attention to. There are things that can be negative accelerants that take us downwards. And I have four S's. Number one would be be careful with substances, and that can be from a chemical substance, alcohol substance, unto food substance. This would be a time we'd even say careful over this Thanksgiving not to be too carbed up, right? Mm. <laughs> we know. I know the effects of carbs on my body. It says, "Good night. I'm out." <laughs> but but be careful. Be careful about substances. The I, next one, Kelly. Can we mute him to... on that? I don't know if I wanted to hear that <laughs> advice. <laughs> no, I was thinking I'm okay with that. <laughs> Jimmy, is there a time delay? We can delete delete that. Or not? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Please continue. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. I've got I've got three more. So hold up. Put your, as I say to my clients, put your step, put your seatbelt on. This one's a little difficult. Okay. So next is is something that I've watched very unique to this pandemic time is the need to make make life special. I've watched people almost become neurotic with the need to make something special. We see it beginning like special, special. No, let's be ordinary. Let's take ourselves back to ordinary time. You know, as clergy, I, I've loved growing in my awareness of what the term ordinary time brings to us as a gift. Oh, ordinary. The need to be special sometimes is too much pressure for people. The third area is and I would just inject, you know, to, that, that that kind yeah. of ordinary or numbered time, you know, and we're kind of bringing that to conclusion in our liturgical year with the Feast of Christ the King yeah. on Sunday. And then Advent, obviously, we number those weeks with the candles and everything there. We'll talk more about that. But but just allow it to be, you know, just moving into that. Don't don't yes. don't try and amp it up or, mm-hmm. you know, right. expect, expect to have a certain set of feelings that, we, you know, we can't fool ourselves. It's like trying to tickle ourselves. We can't generate these happy emotions, right? We have to allow them to be the gift of the Spirit. Please continue. Thanks for letting me interject. Absolutely. And the third one, be careful with how many signs of bad news you're you're, um, consuming. Mm. There are so many signs of bad news that 
we can only consume so much negativity until we ourselves become the negative news. Be careful of how much signs of bad news we consume. So we become, the fourth area, we, we become what we eat in terms of social <laughs> yes, we media do. and other things. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. And this would be, so be careful of those signs. And the last area is <clears throat> basically a tenet of our doctrine is avoid the occasion of sin. Be careful with what sin, energy, spiritually, can do in a time like a vulnerability. Be very aware of our own sin nature and make sure we're preparing ourselves continually for number five, though, which is what we should do. Continually prepare ourselves for sacramental living. Mm, love it. That's getting <laughs> to the punchline. <laughs> Yeah, and, and 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 the grace of those sacraments are there. I mean, that's that's you yes. know, the bottom line, and that was kind of my message last week. This is the pearl of great price for us folks, and we're doing all we can to to maintain that opportunity for us all in that way. Now, I'm not trying to, you know, you know, elicit texts or anything directed your way here too. But can you speak about the symbolism? We talk about triggers and things with the masks. You know, it's such a volatile thing, and I don't want you to have to unpack it a whole lot, but can you comment on that and what you're hearing and seeing with people on that? I, I will. I, I would say, man, do I ever have the rainbow come to me and talk about the evils unto the blessings of it. And I, and I try to bring people to the center and say, let's just look at history. In history, we as Americans, and then look at history, we as Christians. We've always been given tools by God and some tools by government for the sake of the safety of who we are and the who we are yet to become. So in Christ, we know Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. We are our past, we are our present, and we are who we are becoming, according to St. Francis of Assisi. I am who I am becoming in the eyes of God, nothing more, nothing less. So we are one person in three dimensions, but Christ himself is three persons all in one dimension because he's outside of the binds of time. Ultimately, Deacon uh, Randy, we're he, just going to pause here, yes. but if you'll hang on with us a few more minutes after the break, we'd love to kind of round this out then. Thank you, Deacon Randy. You got you're it. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. 
Welcome back. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson, and we're back with Deacon Randy Keel. Deacon Randy, I had not heard that quote from uh, St. Francis. Uh, it also kind of sounds like First uh, John's letter uh, as well, so that's kind of that uh, we, we are becoming what we shall be, uh, known only to God, yes. but uh, but God reveals us back to ourselves. So would you say that your your four S's there, and the fifth one, the sacramental living, I've never heard one is so passionate about the sacraments. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was with a young man uh, on uh, Wednesday night in Stewart who was going to make his first Holy Communion this year, and there were some questions there. This kid was anointed by the Holy Spirit. I mean, he is so ready. So, I, you know, you two are brothers of Christ. <laughs> in way. Uh, would you say those, uh, you know, those things that you commend there are really the kind of uh, response to what the American Psychiatric Association is calling the COVID stress syndrome? Are there other things that we want to take into account? Right. The, I want to make sure that we are fighting the right fight, and we can get caught up in kind of fighting the wrong fight at times. And so in our mental health, we can see in our spiritual health, but I laid out in those four points, it takes us to number five, which means we're going to fight the right fight by walking a sacramental life. We have developed, uh, we have created, this has produced, is the right word I want, um, what's called a COVID stress syndrome, and that's through the American Psychiatric Association. And we've got to be watchful about how carefully these elements can develop within our life. And to ward against them are some of the things we've put together. So, for example, our fear of danger can get large during this, but it's not that everything is dangerous. We want to be able to pull ourselves back to a center that not everything is dangerous, not everything is infected. But one of the signs of COVID stress syndrome is that everything could be infected and contaminated. A second one is a worry about the social and financial impacts of the virus. Now, that's natural, but if we have excessive worry unto preoccupation, and I can't get my mind off it, that's called a stress syndrome. So you can see how the stress syndrome created for a person can be about many factors, but on the COVID, it's partly because we don't escape it at this personal time, at this present time. We don't escape it. Mm -hmm. So since we don't escape it, my admonition is let's live well with it. Let's fight the correct fight. Let's fight the healthiest fight for the sake of the good of others, because that's St. Thomas Aquinas' definition of love, aligning our will for the sake of the good of the other. And that's a beautiful definition of justice in a time that feels, quote, unfair for us to live in. Aligning our will for the sake of the goodness of others. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you've shared a lot of wisdom with us uh, this morning, and uh, I know you're you're touching a lot of lives, bringing peace to a lot of lives, and uh, hopefully some healing as well. And uh, pray for you and your loved ones, however Thanksgiving is going to be spent for you. But uh, <clears throat> thank you for spending time with us uh, this morning, Deacon Randy, and God's blessing upon you. And I look to get back to you <laughs> in the very near future. So thank you so much. Thanks, Deacon Randy. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Appreciate it very much. Oh, he's a 
he's a, what a what a gift to have a man like him in the diocese mm-hmm. who who brings a, a pretty complete package of <laughs> of his uh, spiritual resources mm-hmm. and obviously his professional competence too and uh, and his passion and joy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a, I know he's uh, helped some of our clergy and, and others mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. uh, Kelly, we're kind of coming up here. Uh, we are uh, congratulations and condolences to the Harlan Cyclones last night and mm-hmm. their championship uh, playoff football game. They had an undefeated season until last night. Uh-huh. There's no ignominy in losing to a fine North Scott team. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, congratulations to the Harlan Cyclones and the parishioners at St. Michael's Parish there as well. And then uh, tomorrow night, uh, we've got the Islands for Life event. It's gone virtual, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Annual he, banquet. You're the keynote speaker. Oh, so. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh my they, yeah, yeah. They, they, tried to can, they tried to cancel me out, but I said, no, you've invited me. I'm not backing down. <laughs> yes. So it is free now, islandsforlife.org. So anybody in Nebraska, Iowa, outside of these states can join. Um, download the app. There's going to be a, um, a silent auction and lots more. So Marvelous. Th- Thanksgiving. Blessings to everyone. Be safe. We're praying for you. Let's keep each other in prayer. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.